Coming to 640 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Joining us every Thursday morning is Wes Moraner. He is the county administrator. And, uh, boy, we have meetings today. I'll tell you, uh, even though some of the stuff on there is probably not going to involve much of a discussion, there are some things on there that I think are going to involve a fair amount of discussion and interesting things that are happening in the county. Wes, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. It's great to be here this morning. Great to have you. Um, I really honestly don't know where to start. There are so many things that I do want to talk about with you. My, my uh, One thing is, um, you know, this this business of the Domes facility being built over in Santa Rosa County on Avalon, you know, you got all the sheriffs are behind this, you know, the medical examiner obviously behind this, the, the forensic archaeolo- or, uh, anthropologist at UWF is behind this. And now uh, Commissioner Bender has done a ton of work and Eric Gilmore has done a ton of work getting the deal changed. Uh, Okaloosa, Santa Rosa, and Escambia are all paying the same amount now, 28% of the cost. Walton has increased from 10% to 15% their share, and the size of the facility is down from $25 million to $18 million. This seems like a deal that Escambia, I mean, might, you know, it's been a hard thing to get the Escambia Commission to go for this. I mean, what's your expectation here? Well, like you said, I know Commissioner Bender has put quite a bit of work into it and uh, quite a, just a lot of meetings, and Eric Gilmore has as well. And uh, I think uh, I think it's a good outcome as far as the local agreement and percentages. So uh, cautiously, cautiously optimistic, I guess I would say. Okay. And, that, I mean, uh, it, it even keeps the sacred— We'll have a good discussion about it. Yeah, and it even keeps the sacred facility as an, as an alternate backup, you know, so— that's I just it seems yeah. like everybody gets something they want out of this, including the people on the board who had been opposed to it. Uh, you know, commissioners may uh, Burgosh and Barry. But, yeah, they, as you say, they're the board. They get to decide. Right. That's right. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. The um, the pedestrian and roadway safety um, uh, ordinance change that you guys are going to look at in a public hearing today is, um, you know, the city is doing something similar. Now, I think, you know, everybody understands that there's a panhandling dimension to this i know you guys can't really present it that way and have to talk about it a little different way for all kinds of appropriate reasons the one thing i just wanted to ask you about is uh, we talked to dc reeves yesterday i talked to dc reeves yesterday (laughs) there i go violating my own rule Uh, i talked to dc reeves yesterday and the city is doing this not by targeting the place the person is standing as a six foot or larger median but by targeting interaction with the car so if a person is engaging with the car, even if they're standing on the sidewalk or on a grassy area like at I-10, the access roads or something like that, I went in, um, that would be prohibited. I know it's late in the game for you guys to change, but is there any chance? It seems like that is probably more effective than the county approach. Do you have any perspective on that or whether you guys might look at the city's version Uh, instead of your version? I'd say it's tomato, tomato. I think we're kind of saying the same thing. And you know, if somebody's like, I think we've talked about this before, somebody's sitting, standing on the sidewalk and they're holding a sign, well, they can do that. Right. Now, can they walk out to the cars and can they start screaming and hollering at the, at the, at the motorist, motorist as they're sitting at the traffic light? Uh, what other kinds of behaviors? I, I think that's going to be a problem for them. And um, I tell you this week, I, I've been three different times where these where folks are just in, in the roadway driving lane or in the turn lane, uh, you know, just uh, really act, acting up. And, but I think we're kind of saying the same thing. I know, you know, we worked hard with the sheriff to, to draft something that he would be comfortable enforcing, and I think he is. He's happy with it. I think the city, you know, we've shared our ordinance with the city as well, and I think 
uh, I think we're both the city and county would be pretty much in line with how it's enforced. I'd be surprised if we're not. Well, I, I will say this. I am all in favor of the change. Uh, I feel like having thought about the city's ordinance, I feel like maybe the county is adopting, you know, the B plus ordinance and the, and the city's adopting the A minus ordinance, you know, and that's the only reason I brought it up is because it might be worth looking at what they're doing as well. But it, at this point, anything is an improvement and I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, it's kind of a, maybe not a smaller issue, but it's a $90,000 issue on the agenda today. Uh, Catherine Kenny, who used to work for the county, um, and, you know, there were allegations of criminal charges against her for misbehavior when she was in EMS. And those charges were dismissed after she, as my understanding, you correct me if I get anything wrong, after she went in diversion. Um, but we're now paying her legal fees to the tune of $90,000 and accepting the possibility that there might be more legal fees in the future to an other related case with her. I don't understand why we would be paying when she did something wrong, even if she didn't get criminally convicted for it. Is this, it just it doesn't make sense to me. So I don't understand. Yeah. I'll say it's more, it's probably more of a legal thing. I don't know that we're going to wind up paying, paying out or not. We'll just have to see how the discussion goes. Uh, there was a lot of, a lot of things going on in public safety at that point in time. Uh, quite honestly, a lot of them I'm still not all that familiar with because I wasn't involved in it. But uh, we'll just have to see where, where it goes. I know there's varying opinions. So I, what I would say to that is uh, I understand I understand both sides of the of the of the argument. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a good legal strategy. No, it's a terrible legal strategy. I mean, I can see it both ways, and we'll just have to see how the board goes. All right, well, as I say, I'll look forward to that conversation. I think that one might be a relatively robust one. We'll see. Wes, we are doing a thing that I support fully, which is we're buying a whole bunch of equipment, a bunch of trucks. Uh, I, by my count, I think we're getting a 1F350, 3F250s, 2F150s, three expeditions, a grapple truck, and um, we're also buying 10 dump trucks. But this is part of your brilliant deal from earlier in the summer where – we were able to auction off some old ones and get some new ones for the same price. I mean, that's just, it's just that's just cool stuff. But also, nine new uh, low-floor ADA-compliant minibuses for ECAT. And when I saw that, I didn't know, because you and I have talked so much about ECAT. Um, is this part of the shift from a large, old-style bus to a smaller bus, a more nimble ECAT? It is. It's part of the start of the shift, and, uh, you know, we have some meetings coming up. Of course, we always had meetings coming up with the various <laughs> right. departments, but you know, with Rodriguez and, and and putting some strategies together to enact uh, some of these smaller vehicles and get some of these larger vehicles off the road, uh, I'm highly in favor of that. Something we've been looking at and striving for, did the analysis, and uh, you know, there's so much more benefit to getting the larger vehicles off the road. Ridership, and maybe on some routes is there, and maybe some routes is not. But then your maintenance costs, your fuel costs, and, and all of those things play into it to where it really makes you a little bit more efficient and leaner and meaner, if you will, in our approach to mass transit. Hey, if, if ECAT is moving to a smaller, less expensive, more fuel-efficient, and more uh, adaptive fleet, you know me, I'm all in support of that, so that's great stuff. We got uh, the Casino Beach changing rooms are going to be uh, paid for, or you know the the idea here is that that's going to be designed or um, you know taken care of today. Uh, a digital welcome board for NAS Pensacola. This looks kind of interesting. This is what to give people information as they're turning in onto the base. Is that right? Yep, as they approach the back gate of the base, uh, we'll be able to put different information up there that that uh, we feel needs to be displayed, and it'll be a good tool for us 
to help, uh, hopefully help manage some of the traffic and the backup that happens there at the back gate at times. And boy, you couldn't have picked a better uh, company for it. Plastic Art Sign is fantastic. Of course, they did the you know the good Pensacola Beach sign. <laughs> they do some other things as well. Yeah, well, that had a lot to do with it. Our, their success with the beach sign uh, kind of paves the way for this one. Oh, okay, great. Well, love that. The great local company and wonderful story. Also, um, I think this is only the design portion of the project, but. Olive Road between Palafox and Davis Highway is going to be turned into a complete street. So my read is it's going to look more like what you see east of Davis Highway going over towards Scenic. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, what we're doing today is awarding construction engineering inspection uh, services. And so what that what they will do is help us through the design, help us through the uh, construction, uh, we have eyes and ears through the design uh, you know, quality assurance of the design and then uh, quality assurance of the construction as it moves forward. But yeah, there'll be curb and gutter, underground drainage, uh, 10-foot multi-path um, on one side of the street, a five-foot on the other, and it'll be a good transformation project for that area, honestly, and, and solve quite a few drainage problems at the same time. Oh, there's a multi-use path. I didn't know. That's even better than what's on the east side mm-hmm. of Davis Highway. Okay, great. Now, mm-hmm. that's obviously first phase. This is eventually going to be a multi, I mean, I assume a very multi-million dollar project eventually, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we're also going to we'll look at putting a um, a traffic light in at Blue Angel and Highway 98 because there's a Publix going to go on the northwest corner there, which apparently I'm the last one to know this. <laughs> but, I mean, that's good news for the area, right? It is, yeah. We, we worked a deal out with Publix. We're going to donate one hundred eighty-one thousand dollars, and they're going to do the, the construction of the of the light there that will tie into South Gulf Manor, so the folks in South Gulf Manor will have a more safe ingress and egress uh, coming in and out of their subdivision there at ninety-eight. Well, I'm looking forward to that, and I know the folks who live in that area are looking forward to that. The last thing I wanted to ask you about is, uh, I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but where's your thinking about the likelihood of this OLF, OLF-8 offer actually, you know, getting all the way through to us doing something? Oh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I know. Uh, there's, there's just, so, yeah, there's so many things that come into that and that property out there. But we'll just have to see how the discussion goes. Uh, I put it on, you know, we got the letter of interest, and so I put it on my discussion item so the board can talk about it. Right. Openly and and see, you know, kind of take the temperature of the room, if you will, and see what they want us to do moving forward. And and by the way, I didn't say this at the time, but the ECAP buses, that's 100% federal funding. So that's, you know, as we don't often say during the discussion about ECAT, that's not our money that we're, I mean, it is taxpayer money, but it's not like a Scambia County money. So just to keep that into the conversation. Well, like I said, Wes, a lot of stuff this morning on the, well, this morning and tonight on the agenda. Uh, I think a pretty big meeting, even though maybe some of it won't involve a lot of discussion. I wanted to highlight some of the things that we're doing as a county because I think a, a lot of it's very, very good stuff. Wes Maraner, he's the Scambia County Administrator. Sir, as always, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good meeting today. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Now, we'll see you.